Deja vu. Eagles fans have flashbacks of their poor Queensland hub form after going down to the Tigers. Out of nowhere, GWS forward Jake Riccardi impresses as he bursts onto the scene. Fourth time lucky, either Ruse set to part ways with Jared Polek, and Joe's back is at the turnaround the Bombers needed after Joe Danaher's fairy tale return. All this and more on the Centre Square podcast as first year Gold Coast son, East Fremantle alumni, and already fan of the show, Jeremy Sharp joins the lads from sunny Queensland. And I declare the winner of the 2019 Brownlow Medal, Nathan Park of the Fremantle Football Club. She from the mountain needs to be in perfect He's From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal! One more month of the season to go as we approach round 15. In fact, it's already underway and we said at the start of last episode that it was warming up and that's because we're into spring. Winter is gone, which I'm sure everyone is happy to see with the chilliness go. I'm Ethan Roth. My co-host is Bray Loveridge here at 91.3 Sport FM, your football headquarters and the Centre Square podcast. Bray, good to see you again. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Ethan. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm intrigued for this one with Jez Sharp. He's already a fan of the show, getting a mention in the Blaine Bow course episode a couple of weeks ago. So it'll be good to catch up with him. He's probably loving it up on, on the Gold Coast, getting his tan on and spending his free time surfing away from football. So that's coming up a bit later. But to start us off in Strife, the floor is yours, Bray. Yeah, well, first one I've got here is North Melbourne. Their performance against Gold Coast is pretty dreadful. Uh, it's pretty easy to admit. And if it hadn't have been for the Suns' inaccuracy in front of goal, the margin would have well have been above the 60-point mark. And then Jared Polek is set to sign for his fourth team uh, after getting dropped again. Yeah, he's falling out of favour with the resources. Started at Brisbane, Port Adelaide, which, you know, everyone's known. Yep. Brisbane, you know, I don't know if many people would know that, but he did start there. No, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I don't think he played too many games under Michael Voss, but... Obviously, Port Adelaide, North Melbourne, and then it seems as if another club. Yeah. They second, paid a lot of money for him. Yeah, they did. He's a good player. Uh, but second one I've got here is, well, it says set shot routine. I'm going to say players deciding to make bad decisions in front of goal. Who on earth snaps the ball 20 metres directly in front? Just go back and drop, do the drop punt. I'll tell you who does do that, Jack Revolt. Yeah, exactly. So, Jack Revolt, uh, Nat Fife's been doing it. He does it well, though. It's it, it's okay no, if it goes still, through. If it still. goes through, It just it's looks fine. bad. Mm. Like, Doesn't look right. Play, I guess players feel more comfortable doing it. Yeah, when you're 20 metres out on a slight angle, straight in front. You've got to keep some tradition in the game. Um, and just, yeah. Like, it's straight kick, just drop it on your boot, and it'll go straight through most yeah. times. And then the third one here is the goal line technology. Uh, obviously, that one uh, at Alice Springs on Saturday night with Christian Matraka's goal uh, with three minutes to go. Uh, yeah, pretty bad, uh, that one from the AFL. You would think all stadiums in the country have those cameras in the goalpost. Why would, it, why would clubs be disadvantaged by going out to a ground like Alice Springs 
who doesn't have the cameras. Like, why would you disadvantage them by having that mm. when it comes to small things like that? Yeah, it turned out to be the winning goal as well with three minutes left. Dougal Howard, he said he touched it. Um, and yeah, if we're going to have it, we need to get it sorted because too often um, there is some sort of question marks about where, where it's, what its use is and what like it can and can't capture um, on the replay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, so it's time for the Sen Square Player of the Year. Lockie Neal has got some, still got some breathing room, but the round 14 votes are as follows. So... One vote, just touched on him. But Christian Petrarca, he's had a breakout year. Um, after I tally up the votes, I'd say his second. And you'd expect his first All-Australian Blazer after having 15 and kicking four goals. Unbelievable display from him. Um, yep. Two votes, Lockie Whitfield. I was at the Dockers game. <laughs> Don't ask me how it went. Um, of you were. <laughs> just, yeah. It's a, it's a whole different story, um, but he, he got one vote earlier on but um, in the year, but gave plenty of dash and run and carry off halfback with 31 disposals, nine marks and three inside 50s. And he's always been an elite user by foot, the former number one draft pick. And then three votes, well overdue you could say, but Stephen May, 22 disposals and nine marks as a key defender was just outstanding. I think that's probably the first good game he's played in a while, especially for the Demons. Um, yeah. Yeah, fair to say. And then other notable notable performances or unlucky to miss. Um, Zach Merritt stood out. I think he had 36. Joe Danaher, how good was it to see him back? Um, yeah. He had a quiet first half. Mm. Uh, well, obviously, Essendon did. But, yeah, in the last quarter, he really stood up. And his kicking let him down. I think he kicked 3-3, which I know they won in the end, so they're not going to be too worried about it. But um, Yeah, I think a couple of points were, like, from... Mm. Uh, it wasn't set shots. It was just in play, like, snaps yeah. over the... Over the Around the side. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield tried his best all game, as did Andrew Gaff. Charlie Dixon kicked four. Jake Lloyd. Jeremy Cameron got some la- some of last year's form back. Um, Jake Riccardi looks very comfortable at AFL level. Six yeah. goals in two games. Took a really good flying pack mark. I was up in the grandstand above it. Um, and, yeah, he looks good. Yeah. yeah. A lot of chat about him in the media last mm. couple of days. Pick 51 so. in the draft. Yeah. So, a lot of recruiters have missed his talent. Um, yeah. You know, probably talent's the wrong word to see because yeah, I guess the draft is by chance. Uh, Ed Kerner was the standout for the Blues, and uh, Ben Ainsworth I thought had good footy smarts from for the Suns. Uh, this is we, this is short and sweet this first segment, but our last segment before we break off to ring the guest is the tipping, which is yours, Bray. But I just want to say there is a game at the time of the recording because this is a Tuesday and we couldn't get in for our normal Wednesday time slot. But uh, don't worry, we've all sent them in prior. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, we'll just quickly go to the tally from yeah. uh, what, last round. What was it? Round 16? Round, so, round 14. So, oh. round 15. Oh, right. Still a lot more to go. Yeah, then. round 15's coming up. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, Cow made his way up the leaderboard. So, he's tied with myself and Ethan on 82. Uh, a couple of disappointing games for me, uh, Tiffin Wise. I don't know about you. But yeah, if, if I if I tip Richmond, uh, I would be up the top. But I was pretty confident West Coast would win that one uh, on Thursday night. We but were, we both got five each. Yeah. So, and then yeah, Cow got six. So, uh, Luca, he's on seventy four, still trailing behind after tipping his Dockers through the early part of the season, and Noah doing the same with Hawthorne and Fremantle down on sixty nine. So, mm. 
Yeah, Noah. He he always he was always tipping the Hawthorn a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and they would never win. So I, I feel like Noah. So I know Luke was on sixty nine, and then Noah's on sixty nine. It feels like Noah and Luca get what we were on the week prior. Like yeah. they get the same score, and then we'll get we'll get more, and then they'll get to that exact margin. Yeah. Well, Noah Noah's come back nicely. He was like mm. twenty points down at one stage, wasn't he? Yeah. So <laughs> Luke, Luke. We had to put Luca in for all the away teams this week. Yeah, because. Couldn't get his tips in very, time again. Very unreliable. And he's going to claim the home teams again if all the uh, <laughs> home teams win again this week. So, yeah, very unreliable. But uh game that's happening right now, we've all put our tips in. We're all a bit mixed up here. Uh, with myself going for Hawthorne. Uh, Ethan? Adelaide. Adelaide. I don't know. I just have this feeling. I have this gut feeling that they're going to win a game. They, yeah. have, they have to win a game. And it's going to be this one against the Hawks. Cow's gone, Hawthorne, Luca. We just said it, but the away team, Adelaide, I'm not sure if he would have went them if he got them in on time. And then yep. Noah, Hawthorne. Yep, and I can tell you, Adelaide are winning as Ooh. we speak. This but episode's not going to get released, so yeah. hopefully... Yeah, I yeah. know, but yeah, yeah. As, as we talk, Adelaide are winning. Yeah, uh, the second game Second tonight. game, yeah, doubleheader tonight. Uh, Eagles and Essendon. Now, I'm seeing these tips from a couple of the other boys. How on earth do they think Essendon is going to come up against West Coast? Remember, Luke are the away team, so you've got to... Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah true. Or well, maybe it's Coward looking at mainly. So, But otherwise, I'm going Eagles. Noah's going Eagles. I'm going Eagles. I think they weren't too bad. Like, in compar- oh, I thought we were good. Yeah, 27 points. They were in at that third quarter. Jack Darling kicked a, a couple of goals to get on the star and to give him some momentum. Um yeah, I thought, you know, the first game back in the um, Queensland hub, hub, ideally they don't want to be there, but I think they'll get the job done over the Bombers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and of course, Luca goes with the away team, which is Essendon, and Cow goes for Essendon as well. So, Cow going for the upset. Mm. Uh, next game, Wednesday night, prime time. Uh, we'll be looking forward to this one, Ethan. Mm. At the uh, sports bar. Yeah, we'll be at the sports bar. Uh, us five boys. Uh, watching that one, watching the Frio Tigers game. So I'm going Richmond after a pretty strong performance against West Coast. Yeah, I'm going Richmond as well. I just I can't see a way Fremantle winning this game. And tipping smart, you are good mm. to see. Uh, Cow, he's going Richmond. No surprise there. Uh, and then, and then the two Fremantle supporters, the <laughs> diehards. It, it, how ironic is it that Luca? gets given the away team and it's Fremantle. Yep. Oh, like, yeah. e- even when he doesn't even send in his tips, yep. it still gets matched up with yep. Fremantle. Yep. Uh, yeah, of course, Noah the diehard going for Freo as well. Uh, and then the next game, uh, who are Melbourne actually versing? Because we've all tipped Melbourne here. Melbourne, um, oh, this is... This badge. We've all because we've all just sent them in, haven't we? We've yeah. all just got like a a little list. Yeah, um, oh, they're playing Sydney, so yep. Sydney should win that convincingly. Oh, it's a, yeah, they're playing away. Kazali, so yep. Uh, Melbourne, you'd think would should get that easy after their performance against St mm. Kilda. Yeah. GWS Carlton. Yep. Uh, I've gone GWS uh, after a pretty good game. Yeah. Against. Fremantle yeah. in Perth. Carl- so. Carlton were disappointing against Collingwood. They had a chance to win it. Um, they were they weren't favourites, but um, I know many people didn't actually did tip them. I didn't, um, which was yep. smart. But um, how was uh, Patrick Cripps hit on Chris Main? That was yeah. nasty, and Cripps even did a knee after that. 
That was yeah, um, nice. he's out. For, you know, he's out for the rest of the normal season now. Chris Mayne. Have they? Oh, yeah. Mayne, yeah, Mayne, Mayne, yeah. But yeah. he's talking about Crips. I, like, I haven't think, think had like a massive little um, shiner in his uh, this little like cheekbone, I guess, eye socket. Yeah, his eye did look pretty dodgy mm. uh, after that hit. And the last game, Brisbane Collingwood. Yeah, ending the round on a Friday. How rare is this? <laughs> uh, obviously Brisbane Collingwood up at the Gabba could be a. Finals preview, mm. potentially. But uh, I think I have gone Brisbane. Yes, I have. Yeah, I've gone Brisbane as well. Daniel Rich came at um, last year in the finals. They're to go. Um, and they're going to use those lessons that they... Because they obviously went out in straight sets last year. Yeah. Um, but I don't but know that, about that was their first time playing finals mm, in however In 10 years, years. Yeah. yeah. And a, decade. a lot of the guys in that team have never played finals, mm. I think. Well, Mitch Robinson may have been one of the only ones. Luke he, Hodge. He played for Carlton Prime, Mitch Robinson. Yep. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. 2013, they mm. played finals. I think not. Yeah. I can't remember if he was still there or not, but yeah, he would have been handy for that. D- but yeah. Even Dane, like Dane Zorko wasn't there. That's, yeah. Um, so yeah. that, I guess, puts it... Into perspective, but the last, yeah, the last. Well, hang on, yeah, and the buyers, uh, but yeah, we've got North Melbourne, Gold Coast, Port Adelaide, St Kilda, the Dogs, and Geelong for the buyers. There is a fair. So I assume those teams will be playing on the Saturday. I think they are around sixteen. Yeah. North Melbourne. Oh, there's only one game on Saturday. How rare is that? (laughs) That's pretty rare. Anyway. Mm. Um. Yeah. Well, the last thing I just wanted to say before we break off about about Brisbane is. I'm still. I don't know about them for premiership um, contenders. They're just their kicking costs them so much. Like they are so inaccurate in front of goal. I think in general AFL clubs don't even they don't spend enough time on goal kicking. Like it can cost you a match easily. Um, Eric Hipwood misses a lot, a lot of shots. Yeah, agreed. And all, but then after the announcement, which is going to come on Wednesday about the finals or the Wednesday after recording this. It's most likely, or the way everything shaped out on this Tuesday, the 1st of September, that the grand final and final series will be held in Queensland. That Mm. could help Brisbane a lot. Yeah. Queensland want everything, don't they? They want the final series. They want the Brownlow. Yeah, Yeah, well, let's put it this way. They deserve the Brownlow Mm. because all the players will be up there. Most of them, except for maybe like some Adelaide players. But... (laughs) Uh, well, not that, not like Port Adelaide and Adelaide, mm. put it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they yeah they have done a lot for the competition. But mm. the AFL, you would think they want more money and not being biased. But <laughs> Perth has all the money. Sixty thousand, sixty thousand. The government will chuck a heap, a lot of money at it. And yeah, just think you're handing it off to a <laughs> rugby state mm. and not a footy home it's tough home isn't footy. it we do love our waffle footy though and the grand final for that for the waffle is actually it's going to be at Fremantle Oval so where South Freo play yep um, of course when we when we get the waffle media accreditation we want it to be at Optus we're still going to be heading along hopefully fingers crossed yep. um, but yeah the uh, the waffle there's a couple of rounds left with that um, two left mm. and then the finals so yeah, we'll try and get out to yeah. a couple of the final series games obviously there's going to be uh, footy games AFL clashing with these in Perth, because mm. they're all over east now. But, yeah, hopefully most of us can get down to the finals games and potentially the grand finals. East Perth and I think Perth are the other three vying for that, that fourth position. 
we'll leave it there because we're going to phone up a young man by the name of Jeremy Sharp. You'll hear him after this. As promised, we now have our special guest who's been good enough to join us um, over there in sunny Queensland. He was a dual All-Australian in the Under-18 Championships with the second one coming in WA's Triumph last year. Picked 27 in the 2019 draft. He hails from East Fremantle, uh, made his debut for the Gold Coast Suns round 10 of this year against the Saints at Metricon Stadium. And he's already a fan of the show, having asked a Q&A to the one and only Blaine Bocor, Swaggy B, a, a fortnight ago. It's Jeremy Sharp. Jez, jo- welcome. How are we? Not too bad, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Going well. Um, you must be in paradise over there, but you're originally an Aquinas boy. Um, there's been many talents that have come out of there, I think of Nat Fife and others. Um, tell us about your early life as a kid and how you had to balance footy with with school, especially last year. Yeah, yeah. like you said, I was an Aquinas boy. Um, yeah, and as you touched on as well, like a lot of good quality football just cool. But um, yeah, I was lucky enough to go to that sort of school, looking up to them. Um, them sort of AFL players really inspired me to go to that level. But um, I was lucky enough with the sporting program there that we have a really good football comp, which um, I suppose kept improving me as a person and as a player. But, um, yeah, I absolutely love school. But, um, yeah, grew up in WA, um, played feature man on the juniors and also the AFL Bombers. Yeah, um, yeah so it must have been really handy um, being a Aquinas like you just touched on. Yeah, um, we'll touch on the under-18 championships last year. You played with a couple of names like Jordan Clark, Sydney Stack, and Luke English, and 14 other guys that were drafted. But how rewarding was it to win the state championship against Vic Metro, especially in the way that you did, and also to get a second straight All-Australian? Yeah, yeah, I loved it so much. It was so funny, especially last year as well, being able to play underage with um, those sort of players. And I suppose they've gone on and had pretty good careers so far. Um, but yeah, I suppose... Winning the WA Championships was yeah unreal with um with eighteen of my best mates pretty much and um and the way we did it as well we um played really good football and um it got other boys drafted as well which was really really good to see. What were the celebrations after that with uh Re- well obviously Reed and Clark kicked the winning goal but um later that that evening anything uh big or just le- low key? Uh, not really um we got back in the change rooms um sang a song pretty loud but um we, we straight away got back on a plane back to WA so yeah. we're all knackered but um. I suppose on the plane trip home, it was just, yeah, we all got around Regan. Our boys were just pumped. Um, got around summer as well, but yeah, it was such a good day. And um, that, yeah, I suppose none of us will forget. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to draft night, um, you ended up going at pick 27, which caught some people by surprise. You actually tipped to go earlier. Um, there was reports of top 10 and whatnot, but um, it must have been chaotic being a, a live pick, um, the second in draft history. So what were the discussions with the Suns like prior to that? Um, yeah, I, had, I definitely had chats with the Suns before that. I had um, maybe three or four interviews on during the year, but um, I suppose I don't really give much away like during the year. But um, yeah, on the night when it did come to that pick, I said to the family, I think this might be me, because um, I had a, actually I had an interview with Gold Coast maybe two weeks prior to the draft, and um, I don't know, they sort of gave me like little slight indications. They didn't give me much, but I seemed they liked me a little bit. But when the pick did come on the live trade, I, I said to the family, I think this might be me. It was, yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, that um, that was 
So you go, Bray. I'll go. Oh, my yeah, next question. No yeah. Uh, we obviously saw that video of Stewie Jew coming to your house uh, to make it all official. Uh, what is Stewie yeah. like as a person, as a and, and a coach uh, with when it comes to say your development as well? Yeah, um, I suppose it's like even even the small things when he did come to my house and um, just like greet my parents and like say nice things to me. It was just like it just pretty much is him as a person. He's just like a good mate of yours. Like you can just talk to him openly. Um, but yeah, he's also so open to like honest feedback. He'll constantly try and make you a better person. And he's also a good coach as well. Everyone loves. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that sort of bloke. Um, with the draft, like the questions leading up, I've heard the like from recruiters and that, and that stuff. Um, that they ask pretty like weird questions. Like I heard, um, like one. I'm not sure who the draftee was, but there was like three coloured balls. You had to like pick a marble or something and explain why. What was that like? A were those questions similar to the ones you got? Just like weird, out of the blue. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that club that did that was Sydney. I had the exact same one. Um, when they did ask me that, I was at Melbourne at the draft, and um, yeah, I was in the room with um, John Longmire, all their head recruiters, and it was just like real awkward. But um, those sort of questions, they just try to catch you out. But um, yeah, that one springs to mind. Um, also, like the Sykes, when the Sykes were talking to you, they raised some pretty weird questions. Like, I had to pretty much write a book for one of the clubs just about my journey through AFL and stuff. But not AFL, sorry, through the juniors, but. Um, yeah, they did throw some weird stuff here to try to catch you out, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, not sure how it would help you on the footy field, but um, we'll get to the debut in just a moment. Um, how have you? But how have you been settling down in um, at the Sun so far in the AFL environment? Uh, although the unusual circumstances through COVID, um, have you learnt a lot being alongside experienced guys like Brandon Ellis, David Swallow, these guys? Yeah, I've learned a fair bit. Um, yeah, definitely touched on Brandon. I've definitely learned a lot of him. I actually lived with him for the first five weeks on the Gold Coasters and, and as well with David Swallow. So I got to learn off them straight away pretty much. But um, yeah, I'm lucky enough to be living with Will Power at the moment. He's teaching me a fair bit. Um, we're both WA boys as well, which helps. But no, nah, it's been a really inviting sort of group. Um, yeah, I can't fault anyone really. It's just been a club you want to be at. And um, obviously this year we're playing some pretty exciting footy as well. So it's going to be... Um, it's going to be good fun to be at the club in the next few years, I reckon. Yeah, now on to that first game. Now, describe the build-up uh, to when you found out you are in the 22 and the emotions through that and the game itself. You got nine disposals and a mark, unfortunately, narrowly losing. But what what are your memories of that earlier this year? Yeah, um, oh, it's absolute dream come true. Um, I didn't know I was coming during the week, but um, just at training, um, Brandon Ellis went out the front of the group and just... Um, talking about some stuff and then at the end pretty much just said Sharpie's debuting and yeah, the boys got around me and after that it was just yeah, lots of adrenaline and excitement uh, a fair few nerves as well but um, yeah it was exciting I was overwhelmed with support from all the family and friends back home which made me feel a lot better but um, yeah like I said it was a shame we lost pretty narrowly against the Saints but yeah for sure a night I'll never forget yeah, it was a topsy turvy um sort of game. Went back and back and forth. But what was the pace of the game like compared to what you're used to at um, underage level? You know, Colts. I mean, even you know, like practice games or um just like warm ups at training and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot different. Um, yeah, because I played twos most of the year, and then you go into AFL. It's a huge step up. Yeah. Um, you get you go from lining up against twos boys to like players like Brad Hill and um people you've been looking up to your whole life but the speed of the game's seriously quick and like the intensity like you're not just thinking about getting the footy you're thinking about doing other things but um yeah it's it's quick 
yeah, that, that first touch you got must have, I guess, settled the nerves a bit. But all the Sharks boys have now made their debut. Um, do you contact each other or the other WA guys that got picked up um, about what each of your respective clubs are like? And for people who may not, not be aware, what's your role on the footy field? Is there one particular, one or two particular players you model your game on or try to idolise? Yeah, so um, most of it is from around the boys. Yeah, they're my best mates. I, I keep in contact with them daily. Um, yeah, they've all been super happy with the club so far. Um, even boys like Trey Rosco, I'm super pumped for him. He's playing some good footy at Collingwood. And then I think like Chatty, Lukey and Trent are also playing really good footy at Swans in Melbourne. But um, yeah, it's exciting. But um, at the, when I'm playing footy, I'm, I'm more an outside sort of player. So I'm playing wing or half-back. But... Both during draft year and even now, um, both like Brad Hill, um, Will Power, uh, Brand Ellis, um, those sort of players I really look up to. Even Lockie Whitfield, just the way they cover the ground and use the footy is um, a way I really want to be when I'm older. Yeah, it's been a real year for improvement for the Suns this year, and you've got the bye this week and a chance to finish higher on the ladder after the bye. Uh, how have, how's everyone summed it up so far, and what are your goals personally and also for the group yeah it's been a super positive year um each game we've been and we've been pretty unlucky with a few of the games as well that we probably could have won but i'm not super positive around the group um so it's big year big difference to last year i think um but yeah this year's been really exciting and um the boys are super positive but my goal is just yeah just keep enjoying for you keep learning off the older blokes um yeah every day i get to um training just keep wanting to be better and hopefully come back next year bigger and stronger yeah that's the way um one thing on everyone's mind is the freak that is matt rao i want to know what matt rao's like from someone that knows him because we've seen all the memes we've seen him in the coach's box writing notes so is there any sort of secret to his success and do you still believe he has any chance to win the rising star uh, he certainly wouldn't be talking about it um but he's an absolute champion um i've known matt for a, for a while for a while now not personally but um yeah he's a, he's a great kid um yeah, he's so professional in what he does, and no doubt he's going to have a seriously successful career. And what's but, he... um, Yeah, he's a, he's a great kid. Yeah, so what's he actually doing on game day? Is he in the coach's box? What And, like, what what's his role, I suppose, with the writing notes? Well, um, he just loves footy. Like, he'll literally just be writing notes about little things about players, um, <laughs> just things to improve on. Yeah, but he's all about the team, so, like, everything he'll be doing is just to help the team. But, um... Yeah, I suppose he just loves footy, loves talking footy, and he's going to be a champion. Yeah, do you call him Buzz? Do you get around that nickname? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Buzz. He cops Buzz, Hornet, um, what else? Rouse, Maddie. Yeah, he cops a fair few nicknames, but I think Buzz is yeah, definitely one that's sticking. Yeah, I think... Um, so, do you reckon he'll win the Rising Star, or do you think um, Noah Ainsworth will win it? Um, yeah... Oh, Addison, be, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. He's only played a handful of games, I suppose, Matt, but I thought his first three or four games were unbelievable, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he did win it. But um, good mate Noah will be a pretty mm. big sniff as well. Yeah, I think they'll both poll reasonable votes. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, another part of your life, as uh, some people know, is your surfing. You love that. How often do you get down yep. to the beach and get in a tan? Is it fair to say that you're meant to be on the Gold Coast as it's the, almost the perfect place for you? Yeah, it's unreal. Like every single day is just a perfect, pretty much summer's day. But um, yeah, we we surf as much as we can. Um, if we're not a train, we're definitely out the water looking for waves. But um, 
I'm lucky enough, a lot of the boys at the club surf, so it's always always a thing we're talking about and doing. So, yeah, I love living here. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and finally, before we get straight into the Q and A's, you probably get asked all the time. But the haircut, where's the inspiration from that um, come from? Because Luke Jackson's got it going. We know all the girls love it, Bailey Smith. So is it going to stay yeah. how it is? Yeah. Um. Funny enough, I've actually cut it off. But oh. um, yeah, it was yeah, it was seriously sticking long. But um, yeah, I had its fun. The I had to go. So um, yeah, cut it. <laughs> I think you might have just uh, broken the hearts of a, a fair few there. But um, the, the Q&As uh, are upon us. Um, they were sent in yesterday. So the first one from Matt's underscore private on Instagram. Um, it's pretty, uh, I know what the answer is going to be. But did you enjoy your time at East Freo? Yeah, absolutely loved it. Such a good group. Um, yeah, it's a shame we're not winning games because we, we have got a good group there. And Bill's coaching the group really well as well. But yeah, a bunch of absolute legends. Um yeah, can't fault the club at all. Yeah. And Blaine Bocorst, he was on the show, as we said before, a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, um, but he says, when can I collect my, I'm not sure if it's visa or visa, as payment for getting drafted? <laughs> yeah. He, he thought he got me drafted, that bloke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Pretty rare from him. Yeah, banter. Sw- swaggy bit. <laughs> yeah, next, next question's from Seagull. Which of your TikToks with Will Powell is your favourite and why? Oh, wow. Oh, um, probably our most recent one. All the first one we did together. Um, I think it was after a win against West Coast. I'm pretty excited. Still a lot of stuff. We'll make a TikTok. What, <laughs> that one. <laughs> what TikToks are? Like, what, are they? what are they? What are you doing? Uh, they're just random like, sort of dances. Yeah, um, there's nothing the much ones. to them, but it's just... Off, off excitement pretty much yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's from Millen Murdoch uh, favourite to play with at East Fremantle oh yeah it'd have to be Milan Murdoch <laughs> or um, or probably yeah probably just Milan <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's short and sweet he uh, does the helicopter kicks <laughs> uh, next one from Milan Murdoch I just said that one. Oh yeah no never mind yeah, I'm reading too far up Parksy 49 favourite player to play against Maybe so in the waffle, because oh, maybe even yeah, at training. Um, oh, who do I reckon? Well, I love playing against Liam Henry. That was always fun. Um, Liam Henry or Mitch Georgiardi. Yeah, he's they're, um, both doing well, aren't they? Liam Henry, mate, kicked that goal on the um, the weekend. He's actually, yeah, he's played pretty well. Um, yeah. And the last one is Valor Longa. Um I'm not sure if you've probably seen this, but or heard about it. But thoughts on the Facebook page, AFL news, trade rumors, and results after they reported you were homesick and wanted to return back to WA. Uh, yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, false news. Um, yeah, absolutely carry on there. Yeah. Um, well, there we have it, Jeremy. Thanks again for taking the call. Uh, all the best for the remainder of the year, and uh, we look forward to seeing your progression. Yeah. Cheers, fellas. Appreciate it, and um, you too. Have a good year. See yeah, ya. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, boys. Bye. There we have it, uh, Jeremy Sharp. What a yep. what a guy! Um, thanks to you, Brave. Uh, it was fun once again, and another episode done and dusted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good episode. I uh, can't wait for next week. Oh, yeah, next week, mm. and uh, see where the season leads on in the AFL, and also the Waffle Finals coming up closely. Mm.
there could be a Melbourne, we're not going to name drop, but there could be a Melbourne player on the cards um, over the phone. But um, guys, get around the socials, at Centre Square Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and even the brand new Twitter, which was created today. Yes. Um, Bray, you were doing some tweeting um, yes. during our little yes. break. Just getting it out there, just getting yep. the potty out there and yep. uh, try keep to get some new names, uh, listen to the show. Yeah, keep branching out, um, yeah, because you won't miss a thing. Look after yourself and we'll catch you next time on the Centre Square Podcast. It's goodbye from 91.3 Sport FM, your football headquarters.